0: Lack-a-lack-a. Hey everybody! Christmas episode of Video Nights. We're gonna discuss four classic '80s uh, Christmas movies. And then guess what? Next year we'll do four classic '90s uh, Christmas movies. After that, ooh, it gets real fucking sparse. Uh, Bad Santa. That, that's about it.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, I'm your host. About, um, that's Jacob. Did we Michael. ever
0: discuss the night before?
1: I'm I, sorry.
0: No, we have not. We have not discussed tonight night before, which I, I think I've finally finished. It's broken up over a couple of viewings. Uh, just, you know, not because it's not a good movie. It's just because I, I got really busy. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Before we were on the air, he was doing his Santa voice. He says he's been watching me. And I'm like, you creeper? And he's cheating on me because he's looking at everybody. But is it because you think up in the North Pole, he can't get proper streaming services, so he can't watch Netflix or anything like that, YouTube? At best, low-grade YouTube. So that's why he's watching all of us because he just can't get a good connection. I mean, come on, it's Santa, he's got other things to do.
1: I know. You know, I especially, you know, when you realize there's like this little black, like little dot in the corner of your ceiling in your room, and you're like, oh shit, that's like one of Santa's little uh, cameras.
0: Yeah.
1: Cameras. His elves are oh, cranking one out to you. Yeah. So, you know, and those elves on the shelves, though. I, those, are, those only apply to kids, uh, at least until you hit, hit 13. Yeah, we get milf, Please tell me you watch that.
0: <laughs> we get milk on the shelf.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, please tell me you... Okay, you've got to watch that Elf on the Shelf uh, Jason Momoa skit from Saturday Night Live. Oh, oh yeah, I have not God. watched.
0: I'm, I'm watching, actually, all the old Saturday Night Live episodes. So I'm catching some old Christmas stuff. Um, what are we going to talk about? Oh, uh, man. <clears throat> So, you know, I was thinking of Calvin and Hobbes when he's like, uh, you know, he repeats all the lines to Hobbes. He's like, he knows when you've been good or bad. He knows when you been sleeping or awake. What is he, a kindly old saint or a CIA spook?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just a creeper.
0: Uh, everybody, I apologize. He's... I have been incredibly sick. In fact, four days ago, I was talking like this and coughing up a lung. So if I, I uh, cough a little bit through this, I apologize. Or if you hear the squeaking of my dog's toy in the background, I gave her a toy to keep her busy because she's been crying and whining. Uh, real but it's a, you real know, whatever. Um, alright so for quick, classic 80s uh, Christmas movies now we kind of covered this before a couple years ago we discussed our favorite holiday movies but that was kind of a mixture of everything and uh, so let's start off in the beginning um, Christmas movies were not big box office it was, it was very rare for a long time like they're big in the 30s and 40s they kind of faded away after that they began relegated to like TV movies Christmas Story is the first one that was like, it wasn't huge at the time. It did okay, Um, but it was funded by a studio. It was a Canadian film funded by a studio here in America, and it's one of those movies, if you don't know already, it's just one of those that just blew up. Uh, I remember seeing it during the 24 hours of Christmas movies on my Super 55 station, which would eventually become Fox. And now it's just perpetual, constant merchandising, books about it, uh, 24 hours of it on TBS. It's ubiquitous. The leg lamp? Cool. Yeah. Fragile. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think it's fragile. Oh, it must be Italian.
0: <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I won an award. I hate this thing. I hate this fucking thing. Actually, there's no cussing. There's, there's insinuation in the cussings. Uh, because the dad's always like, down the basement," something like
1: that. He sounds like Mr. Magoo. Yeah,
0: and th- I said the word. Have you ever seen the sequels? There were sequels. Yes. Okay, so not a lot of people know this, <laughs> but Ralphie shows up in three other movies. The first one was in 19 I say 88. It was a TV Disney movie with Jerry O'Connell taking over for Ralphie. And it was called Jerry oh, wow. Hop Noodles Haven of Bliss, which is about a summer vacation they went on. Oh, very, wow. Very hard to find. I had it on VHS. I sold it for a mint. Uh, then there was another one in 1994 with Kieran Culkin and Charles Grodin as his dad and Mary Steenburgen. And it was called It Runs in the Family, a.k.a. A Summer Story. In theaters, it was sold as a summer story. On video, it's called It Runs in the Family. and I don't know why.
1: Wait a minute, I think I might have seen parts of that when I was younger.
0: Yeah, I mean, at least that was in theaters, and it got a little bit of notoriety. And uh, the third one is the actual Christmas story, too, with Daniel Stern playing the dad, and it was a direct video effort by Warner Brothers, I think about six, seven years ago. And it's oh, wow. okay, It's but it's nowhere nearly as good as the original. Mm, okay, well,
1: of course not. I mean, the original is, like, it's it's hard to follow up with it, especially if it's a directed. video uh, Divi, Divi, um. Yeah,
0: yeah. Warner Brothers, it just, they always do those cheap, like Lost Boys. Shit like that. Oh, oh Drinking 5 Don't even get me started idea. on those. Yeah. Um, Ralphie, <laughs> Peter Billingsley. Um, after this, he would kind of do like the Dirt by Kid. I remember he was on some TV show, I think it was called Sherman Oaks on Showtime. But, most people know him now. Oh, I remember that. As being the collaborator with John Favreau and, uh, Vince Vaughn for the last decade. I think he directed Couples Retreat, and he did some action movie Vince Vaughn that wasn't that bad in Haley Stainfield but oh fuck as I call it but you know he's mostly just doing productions you know just producer and, yeah. and screenwriter wait
1: wasn't he one of the elves in uh, Elf you're right buddy. He head with right, the glasses buddy. in red
0: buddy you're not a cotton head in any mong
1: oh my god yeah i know it just took me a minute i it took me a while to realize i was like why is he so familiar
0: well also you know he was in iron man at the end he is the one that puts together he's like the tech that goes to jeff bridges and says this fucking what is that arc reactor isn't gonna work and he has like. Oh, i'm not tony stark one. yeah oh wow yeah yeah so most of the part he's giving up an acting. he just sees behind the scenes now but good for him um, uh, for sure I gotta bring this up I can't remember the kid's name he was in the toy uh, Scott's fuck he ended up doing four. oh porn. gosh hold on huh
1: oh yeah no <laughs> I remember reading about that uh, I Love the 80s when they were talking about that um, when they were talking about Richard Pryor and that movie the toy in particular
0: yeah we're gonna do uh, later next year we're gonna do a Richard Pryor homage and we're gonna cover the toy because I feel like a lot of people think it's taboo because of the story I just, I just want to see it again I want to talk about it
1: all right, oh my god, yeah, no, it was, I thought it name? was hilarious.
0: Scotty Schwartz, Scott Schwartz, okay.
1: That's who it is.
0: Um, Darren McGavin is a dad who a lot of people probably know from our generation as Billy Madison's dad.
1: Oh, that's right, yes, of yeah. course, uh, growing up in the 90s for sure.
0: And of course he was Cold Jack, the Night Stalker, I know it was as the first Mike Hammer, um, which not a lot of people remember him being in that, but you know, it was a hard-boiled detective. He started off as a very dramatic actor, but I think throughout the years he started becoming more comedic.
1: Mm, right. Oh yeah, kind of the same with uh, Leslie Nielsen.
0: Right. Yeah, definitely. And once Leslie Nielsen knew he was funny, though, he fucked himself because by the time Naked Gun Three came around, it's like, ah, shit, he knows. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and
1: then there was Dracula Dead and Loving It. Yeah, I love fuck him in that. honestly. Yeah.
0: No, there's one or two good moments in that. Yeah, he, he's a guy um, that doesn't. They, he shouldn't have let himself in on the joke. Just play it straight; it's much funnier.
1: Mm, Okay. Okay.
0: Fine. Um what's the other guy oh zach ward now zach ward's in a lot of stuff now he's a canadian actor but i know him from the tv show titus but people also might know him from freddie versus jason he's the dead brother um i think he's yes. on the nation now a guy he's in one of those i even saw him in one of the resident evil apocalypse he was in that. yeah yeah he was he part of fucking team films you know he's in a couple of those but um yeah just one of those guys that kept working and working and working i feel like this, this might be insulting to Canadians but I feel like it's sometimes it's easier to have a prolonged career in Canada because it's such a small niche and anytime someone breaks out they go to Los Angeles or New York but if you stick around in Toronto you, you keep getting work if you're good and you're consistent yeah you're gonna be you're gonna have a long lasting career unlike Los Angeles which is uh chew up spit you out as fast as they can
1: sadly yes but uh, speaking of um that kid that actor honestly my uncle because my uncle does have red hair and freckles and does kind of look like him like uh-huh. every he would always get pissed off every time we uh that movie would be on and we'd say hey look it's uncle tim he's like god <laughs> damn it scott what? Farkas <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah but yeah no that's where i remember him for sure from titus i watched a lot of episodes of that
0: it's so funny as a stupid brother dave just every oh, time I you just get going and something dumb would happen you're like oh dear god uh I look, Steve, cow. And he looks outside the window.
1: <laughs> Where? Uh. Um uh, Are you better yet. One uh. of my
0: favorite scenes is when he has that dream sequence that he has the the what is it, Red Rider rifle? Uh, yeah. and he's he wants to take out all those guys dressed like nineteen twenties, you know what <laughs> Jill. Uh you know oh, yeah. he, that, that cliche that joke that all criminals wore the same outfit like that, and I always thought that was a funny scene. I also like the um was it Little Orphan Annie when he's listening to it? his says, drink oval tea. He's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that's all it was? Just for the secret
1: code? It's <laughs> just a commercial.
0: Oh, um,
1: oh my gosh.
0: I was wearing so many coats the other day because it's freezing-ass cold and I have to go to work early in the morning like you do. Um, yeah. It's probably colder <laughs> up here than it is down there. But I, I remember oh, yeah. walking. I couldn't put my arms down, and I would, I just. I was walking through the lobby, and I was like, Ralphie, wait up! <laughs> I can't put my arms down." <laughs> um, what? And, and of course, the the tongue stuck to the pole. a Legendary scene. Oh. Yeah. Oh my! Oh God! I laugh at this kid's
1: pain and misery. I'm sorry,
0: <laughs> but she's. Uh, when he when he meets Santa and he's terrified of him, and he's like, "What do you want, kid?" The red 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 baby guy, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. Ho ho ho! <laughs> and Santa's like, Santa's like, what? The tenth person that's told him? Yeah. His and... Teacher told him you'll shoot your eye out. <laughs> I was actually scared of Santa <laughs> Claus when I first saw. It. I was like, "Oh my God, he could be a malevolent beast if he wanted to be." Yeah. Oh God. It's so strange. He's Before this, all Bob Clark did was like horror movies and the fucking Porky's movies. <laughs> really he yeah did i think i think he did christmas <laughs> story between porky's one and porky's two <laughs> that's awesome yeah oh gosh um i if i remember correctly after this bob clark did uh turk 182 which is a really good uh social political movie with um Timothy Hutton after that? I'm not so sure. I, I feel like he kind of disappeared, but I do know he made Baby Geniuses, which I thought I had dropped acid when I watched it because I would watch it for... Uh, we showed it at our movie theater. Yeah. Oh, God. And, I, Bob, that's right. I watched it when it was on HBO. I'm going to look. I want to know what Bob Clark, rest his soul, is. Oh, someone put a Bob Clark on IMDb with fucking... Uh, oh, what is his name? Agent, Agent Coulson. They put the guy who plays Agent Coulson. <laughs> by his is, it, is that his real name, too? That's Clark Gregg. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> right? That's dumb. Mitch Okay, so after I know, this... I know they're getting for Christmas. Uh, he did Turk 81 80, Oh, he did Rhinestone with Dolly Parton. Oh. Yeah, he did not do per- Porky's Revenge. Okay, so he only did Porky's 1 and 2. Okay, good. Uh, Then he did Turk 182, Amazing Stories, Episodes of That, From the Hip, Loose Cannons, It Runs of the Family... Oh, so he did do the sequel to... Uh, Christmas Story. Well, that's good for him. Um, he did Fudge. Oh, Do you remember okay. Fudge, the the book Fudge? No. Oh, it was really. Popular. I remember eating a lot of fudge. Yeah, yeah. And then this, the Baby Geniuses. <laughs> it, I watch it. Karate Dog. Fuck that movie. Don't, don't you bring Karate Dog with us? Chevy <laughs> Chase is the Karate Dog, and Simon Rex oh, from MTV. God. Yeah, it's no. it's a classic for a reason. It really holds up. When I find out that people who are older than me haven't seen it, I'm like, what the. What? Why? Huh? I <laughs> uh,
1: never heard of crying Dog. I am baffled. <sighs> I thought it was like – I thought it was Hong Kong. It sounds like Hong Kong flu to me. Yeah. Um,
0: you know the, the sequence at the end. It makes sense in its context. I think a lot of problems now is we're too woke. Like, okay, so here – this is what I equate it to. There was so much resistance to the world changing for decades. I mean just dragging through the mud. I can't believe it took us so long to stop saying gay in a derogatory manner for fuck's sake. You know, and then – well, still people – some people will say it. Some people still say the N-word and think women are stupid. But, um, okay, so you have the extremes right now, the extreme right and the extreme left. And, it, and for a long time, there was this bubble holding it all in. And all of a sudden, it just exploded within the last five years. And now it's almost too much. We're almost too woke. We're so woke that we're making ourselves miserable. We're taking everything out of context. Baby, it's cold outside. At first, I was like, oh, yeah, that does sound fucking rapey because I've seen it through the eyes of now with, like, the whole Bill Cosby thing. But then if you go back and do the research, which my friend uh, – shout out to um, uh, my friend Mike Dennis who did all the research. And he said, look, at that time, uh, some of these jokes mean totally different things. In the 60s, Say What's in My Drink was a common joke on Dean Martin's uh, uh, TV show. So she was referencing his joke, and I didn't know that. So some people are like, ah, liberals are destroying everything, and ah, and all uh, the right wing are just too, you know, rapey. I was like, okay, look, you guys both need to calm the fuck down. You're making yourselves miserable. You're ruining comedy, for one. Everybody's seen, the comedians are now signing safe space uh, contracts. God damn it, you're ruining comedy. You can't be funny. Comedy has to have risks. And, you know, a lot of these movies, like, I was bitching a little bit about uh, Monster Squad, because they said, uh, they call each other homo or whatever. And like in the context of the 80s, that was actually normal behavior. Is it acceptable? No, but it was normal behavior. It was it's an artifact of its time. You know they're not gonna do it on. Um, uh, what they, do they do it on Stranger Things? I don't know if they do that or it. Do they do they call each other these things because it would be accurate to the time.
1: I don't know. I have to go back and look at some of the lines and rewatch some of it. But yeah, no. As far if anything, I thought. Uh, baby, it's cold outside. I thought conservatives would be more pissed because, you know, a woman's staying home at a man's house yes, when they're not yeah, married it's, it's to it's each weird.
0: other. <laughs> well, I think, I think both parties have lost their goddamn minds. I mean, I'm a liberal. and oh, But it. as I'm, I used to think that it was an extreme liberal, but now as I started to sit back, I realized I'm a moderate liberal because hardly anything okay, gets yeah. done with uh, extremism.
1: Uh, well, and it, when it comes to, uh, this song in particular, like being banned in what, Columbus, Ohio? Columbus, yeah. Ohio? Well, I'm I, sadly, I'm not surprised. It's Cleveland. It's it fucking Cleveland. Ohio. Yeah. Oh, it was Cleveland? But, but also, <laughs> it's, their,
0: it's their right. Here's the other thing is, you can ban any song you want from being on the radio. The, it's still available. You know what I mean? You can still hear it. You can still watch it. All these movies and music exactly. are still available. Once they take it away from it, if you no longer have access to it. That's when I have a huge fucking problem. But these people have a choice. They voted to take it off. It's still available. No one's denying you that it's right. a private enterprise. Right. Exactly. I know. They just took it off that public radio. Like, yeah, oh, my thing, God. Same, and same thing. You put make- off the red-nosed reindeer. You know what? Uh, yeah, Santa was kind of a prick. A lot of them were pricks. The so kind of the point was is that they were pricks. You know, it was about acceptance, you know, and the metaphor has changed. You know, it's about being in, in the 50s and 60s. It was about being uh, of a different race. Um, And then, you know, and in the last few years, it seems to be more about being transgender or gay or something that just generally being an outcast. And the point was is that everybody's kind of a prick to him. And eventually they learn that they that they're assholes about it. They're grateful for his existence. They need his help. It's just, you know, Santa's still kind of a ding dong (laughs) about it. Right. plus
1: Plus, he's using those reindeer. Like, are they even getting paid adequately? I don't think so. <laughs> also, speaking of, you have to watch this Rudolph so, uh, skit on Saturday Night Live with yeah. Pete Davidson, Jason Momoa, and, of course, the rest of the male cast. It's fucking hilarious. There's that. a really good also, one. So, there was um, a really
0: good one years ago on Mad TV where it was all psychotic and Rudolph is like a mafioso uh, godfather and he forms a union and takes on Santa or something like that. And it, it's... But I always, I always had a joke. Um, I always want to see my Christmas special, Adolf the Dead-Nosed Pain Deer. Which is a completely psychotic. Like he's the brother Rudolph, and he hates Rudolph's guts, and <laughs> <laughs> he decides to get revenge. Okay. okay.
1: Personal favorite though, right now, has to be the Rat Bastard Charlie Brown Christmas Special. Bill Hader is Charlie Brown. Oh, oh, yeah, Bill yeah, yeah. Hader as Al Pacino playing Charlie Brown. <laughs> but yeah. Um. Anyway. Back to uh, what Christmas story?
0: Yeah, I mean, and... we wrap this one up and move on to Santa Claus, but.
1: Which Santa Claus?
0: Well, are you, are you done with Christmas Story? Because or... we don't need to keep talking about it. Today. Oh, God, no. I mean, it's on. It's like I'm
1: done with it. I, okay. I turn off the TV every time it's on. I, it's, I I'm, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm
0: kind of burnt out. I, I love it, but I'm news. over it. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we go any further, I want to give a shout out to a group that's been supporting us on Facebook, Awesome Geek Headquarters. Um, they're a uh, nerd group, and they help promote and, and share and stuff like that. So he's been really uh, helpful with getting my show out there. And uh, check out that group. Join it. Contribute if you want. um Okay, so back to what we're talking about. Uh, Santa Claus the movie is the one that I always have so much trouble with. I know some people love this movie. My problem with it is that it's too sincere. It's too in awe. It's so epic that it's no fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, as far as it goes, I uh, at first when you told me about it, I was like, wait, the Santa Claus movie? I was like, are we talking about the one with Tim Allen? But yeah. no.
0: Yeah, it's, it's uh, from the guys who did Superman and Supergirl, the the um, Salkinds. They spent a oh, fucking gosh. fortune on this. It, it cost, I, I've heard rumors that it costs up to $50 million. I would not be surprised because they always overspend. And um, I remember the promotions were very heavy, especially with McDonald's. There has all sorts of merchandising, come and get a Happy Bill, get a Santa Claus mug or whatever like that. And everybody expected it to be this massive hit. And it did... Technically, if it hadn't cost so fucking much, it would have done better. I think it opened up, if I remember correctly, against spies like us, and spies like us, the one that ended up being a huge hit. And uh, you Santa Claus movie, I didn't see it for years. I saw it like on TV in this really truncated, um, badly processed adaptation. Like you know, because it saw it was shot super wide, and back in the day they only showed TVs in uh, full frame, and they had to crop it and squish it down. It looked fucking weird. And um, I just remember, like, it's okay. I kind of like the stuff with Dudley Moore. this is when Dudley Moore was at his absolute peak. And uh, John Lithgow, I knew even then, I was like, oh, he's playing it big. He's going fucking huge with this thing. It doesn't work. It just, totally, it it shifts all over the place.
1: Uh, Yeah, no, the the tone was a little inconsistent. And for me, it slowed down the pace. But, like I said, I do appreciate, like, some of the performances. I mean, Dudley Moore I always liked. I mean, especially since, you know, Arthur... And I think there was another movie I watched with him when I was a kid, something with Kirk Cameron where he and his dad are Oh yeah, his like father, like
0: bodies. son. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. That's what it was. My thing, my mind was crazy. People, we should do a Dudley Moore tribute too because he's gone, and uh, I'm sure there's some movies in there like Arthur, Ten, um, uh, Like Father, Like Son, which I own. I can send you a copy. Um, <laughs> yeah, this this. Uh, Shut up! I have I own a copy. It's all part of this big no, set. No, 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 no,
1: no! No, I'm trying, no, I'm just thinking about like some of the scenes in Arthur. I just can't get over yeah. Dudley Moore laughing his ass off in Oh fuck! Yeah,
0: it's, it's, it's Dave Huddleston. Yeah, he's great as Santa and Claus. Burgess he Meredith, he really were pretty is great. great. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, even in like some of the like the terrible movies, you always found like hidden gems. Um, of course, Tom, H- Dave Huddleston, and Burgess Meredith, in particular, I think were. Some of the reasons I kept watching it. Again, you know, always boisterous. Just, you know, that, you know, jolly old Saint Nick that you need to see. And then, of course, Burgess Meredith, because, you know, ever since I was a kid, I loved him since he was Penguin.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's barely in it. uh, Just to be fair, he is a glorified cameo.
1: Yeah, he should have gotten more.
0: Yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's just like the first hour is this whole buildup of the world of Superman, of Santa Claus. How he became a normal person, you know, and then trapped in the situation where he became Santa. He was gifted with all the stuff, um, and then it switches halfway through. Is Dudley Moore's character becomes a focus, and he's an elf who has ambitions, and he wants to design these great things. You know, modernize the the workshop for Santa, and it gets denied. He gets frustrated, so he goes to New York. He sells his whole concept to um, uh, to John Lithgow's company. He's a greedy fucking bastard. He's basically like a Donald Trump kind of character, and. Um he wants to give away the suckers that allow you to fly. And it turns out that's a fucking epic disaster and it gets worse and um you know, trying to control <laughs> that situation and celebrating Christmas at the same time. I, I think it's funny, I'm looking at it here right now, uh John Carpenter was originally offered the chance to direct, but also wanted to say in the writing musical score and final cut of the movie, and the original choice by John Carpenter was Brian Dennehy as uh Santa Claus.
1: Actually, no, I think Brian Dennehy, Dennehy could've pulled that off. You could have played the part. But yeah, no. Um again it, uh, just the uh I know just like the idea of going through the movie, I couldn't help but just like, just like let my ass off at sometimes Because you know, it's definitely more. It's like this is why you this is why Santa said no, god damn it.
0: Wow, they chose anyway, oh, Je Jeanos I don't know how to say his name properly. Uh, known for doing Jaws too. Um was chosen because they, the Salkhites had just got done working with him on Supergirl, which many executives at TriStar Pictures believed was a masterpiece and become a mega hit. <laughs> it was not. It fucking destroyed the Salkhites. Oh, my God. Supergirl? Yeah, I know. It's actually available
1: on the DC Universe app.
0: Yeah, it's so boring. It's is so goddamn boring. Though, mm. Helen Slater's good. I really like her.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Actually, and, yeah, and Helen Slater came back in the uh, Supergirl TV series as uh, her adoptive mother.
0: Alright, so the next movie, I say, I, I, just check it out, out of curiosity, um, but my f- next film, I really enjoy. I know some people give Ernest a lot of shit, but it's the 30th anniversary of Ernest Saves Christmas. And he's a lovable goof. I really enjoy the first three of the Ernest movies. Four is where it just derails so goddamn bad and it ends up destroying the franchise. And uh, after that, it was all basically direct-to-video, and I haven't seen any of them. I, maybe bits and pieces, but I really think Ernest is actually not stupid. I think he's a guy who is just so uh, – he gets in over his head. He, he doesn't think before he does stuff. He's he's not you know slow-paced, analytically. he's more impulsive, and that's what causes a lot of the problems. Yeah, he's eager to help.
1: He wants to help, but he just ends up causing a problem, and he tries to fix it. He's Murphy's Law. He's the embodiment of Murphy's Law. <laughs> Anything that can go wrong, all. No. Yeah. But oh my God, just hearing his voice and his little goofy laugh, <clears throat> or, you know, every scene with Vern. Yeah. I just can't help but get it. It takes me back to my childhood because, you know, that's where I knew him from when he was uh, cast in uh, Beverly Hillbillies. Right. Yeah, so you you I, know, I had seen watched.
0: him. Now, you were too young for it, but I, he had a TV show. I'm not a lot of people remember this. But after Pee-Wee's Playhouse, they aired um, Hey, Vern, It's Ernest for one season. It only lasted 13 episodes, and it was basically a showcase for Ernest and all his crazy characters, which he would develop. And, and he actually brought a few of them over to Ernest Saves Christmas, like his crazy aunt and the snake guy and uh, that, sleazy, oh, yeah. that sleazy lawyer guy or whatever he was. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> that It's so much fun. But the, And I guess he shot it really, really fast, and it was really cost-efficient, but it just wasn't enough. And they decided to order two more seasons, I think, of uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse instead of another season of Ernest. But they were a perfect combo, just completely different, but both that that genuine enthusiasm, that positivity that I love.
1: Exactly. Oh, no, whenever he just has that little laugh or something's going to go wrong,
0: he just... Um, but I, I love it when he's just like he doesn't know the words to uh, Oh Christmas tree he's just like Oh Christmas tree 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 <laughs> he, He's trying David Give him a little bit of credit He's, he's in the holiday spirit So enthusiastic He seems like Christmas tree and just shoves it straight through the window <laughs> It's just in high school <laughs> um, I, I really like the, uh, the guy who played Santa Claus He was completely different than normal You know usually it's these big boisterous guys and he was a very kind-hearted but diminutive Santa Claus.
1: Yeah, very short. And, of course, he, you know, mentioned it like the reality of being Santa Claus. It's like every few hundred years, someone else has to be picked, just like with uh, the Dread Pirate Roberts. Yeah. Except, you know. <laughs> What's uh, the fuck's that
0: from? The but... Dread Pirate Roberts. Is that from uh, Muppet Mubbit- Princess Trashaw? Bride. Princess Bride. Okay, okay. Um Yeah, I just really like the story and the the, the detail about that. uh, You know, the whole thing about the girl that's lost and she's got to redeem herself, and you know, she's homeless and she's you know prone to stealing. Um, I like the guy who plays who's offered the part of Santa Claus. He doesn't believe it, but he's like kind of he's not negative about it. He's just um, cautious. yeah. yeah, and that's he's why he's a, chosen to be the next Santa is because he's got a good heart. I think it's really funny is that they have that scene where they're filming a horror movie and they're like, it's Christmas sleigh, S-L-A-Y. And it's like, you want to scare children on Christmas? How dare you?
1: <laughs> so now he just smacks that director and gives him a black eye. Yeah. <laughs> and then that one sleazy freaking what Hollywood agent that's trying to get uh, Joe signed on to the movie.
0: That's right. the character's name. Do you, do you oh, God, you've, just, you've seen him before, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I know. When I was a kid, yeah. I remember him calling uh, the guy uh, Mr. Santos
0: instead yeah,
1: of Santa Claus because he keeps cutting him off.
0: He is from Monster Squad. He's the dad of the little boy who goes, There's a mummy in my closet. And he opens it up and goes, Ooh, mummies. And then the mummy slings out the window. That's the same guy. The same oh, actor. yeah. Oh. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Funny.
1: Um, it's like, well, he definitely had the
0: enthusiasm. Oh, let's talk about this. I don't remember their names for some reason, but you know the two goofballs that show up in every one of the movies? Uh, it's Chuck and Bobby. Chuck and Bobby. I, I cheated, by the way. Wikipedia. Yes. They're, well, Chuck is in the first three, and then Bobby's in two, three, and four. Um, Gilliard Sartan is kind of legendary in the underground comedy scene because he started, uh, God, I'm not going to say the name right, Papa Zoidio or something like that. Mr. Papa Zoidio. I got it right here. Dr. Maza Ooh. Peppa Papazoidi was a low-rent, uh, public-access comedy show in the early 70s that he created with Gary Busey. Whoa. And and the only reason I know about it is because Bill Hader saw it when he was a child. It was so legendary that they would tape, um, you know, when they very first got VHS tapes, they would tape it and, and share it in, like the way street Science Theater was. And... Um, I'm trying to remember he uh, after that is when he did Hee-Haw, but he did a bunch of movies outside of Ernest, but most people only know him from Ernest. But if you look at his filmography, he's in Stopper My Mama Shoot, The Buddy Holly Story, Blaze, All of Me, The Big Easy, uh, Fried Green Tomatoes, Mississippi Burning, The Replacements, Wagons East, The Outsiders, Getting Even With Dad. He was uh um, That's right. Ted Danson's uh partner. He's the bad oh, guy in the, the Patriot. Yeah, I... <laughs>
1: Oh, yes. I definitely remember him in the replacements. He was uh, one of the assistant coaches. And then uh, the Outsiders, he was like uh, that one teacher who, who was in the ambulance with Pony Boy.
0: Was he? Okay, okay. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, so most of the people from the world of Ernest never went on to anything else. They really didn't. It's, it's Even Jim Varney struggled to get out of the role. It's, it's kind of a shame. But um, I saw him in a movie with Jeff Speakman, if you know who that is. Um, he started the perfect weapon he was a martial artist he did a movie uh called the expert and in it uh jim varney is a gun seller like he's a uh he supplies the hero with like the, he's kind of an underground guns dealer um and he is so convincing in it i'm like oh my god he's been playing these comedic roles but he's really good as a sleazy uh bad guy
1: right oh man yeah again uh jim varney uh sadly yes no he was always like typecast it, but he did do well on toy story i mean yes. being a slinky dog
0: he wasn't poor let's say that he was not poor he cultivated the whole earnest thing so this is it's weird okay so the earnest thing before he had the movies he did commercials that's how he became famous and i guess around 80 81 he had done a tv show called the Rousters, which was from um i want to say it's from Stephen J. Cannell, canal who did uh 20 jump street and a team it was only on for one season and uh, he went back to Kentucky after that was over with, and him and his friend John Cherry decided to go to these companies and do commercials. Now, what they would do is have a plot, like, Ernest is climbing to the roof of his house, working on it on a hot summer day, and he's like, oh, boy, it's hot working out here on this roof, isn't it, Vern? And the camera would shake, yeah. And then he would grab, What you need a hot, or a, a nice, cool Coca-Cola or whatever, drink it, and then he'd forget that he was holding onto a ladder and he'd fall off the ladder. And that was the whole commercial. Then they would reshoot it again and say, instead of Coke, it was Dr. Pepper, it was Mug Root Beer, it was 7-Up, uh, and that's how they made all their money, is they would make one production slate, but 12 different commercials, they would just change out the product, and they made a fortune doing this, enough to raise enough money to make movies, and um, Ernest Saves Camp is not the first movie from them, oh god, what's the fucking name, it's, a uh I gotta look this up. It, it's a weird one. I've seen it before. Um, give me a sec. I'm sorry here. Uh, Doctor Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam, which is about basically a uh, what's his name, um, a Doctor Evil kind of character who wants to take over the universe. And they shot it for very little uh-huh. money in Tennessee, and Ernest is a very very small part of it. But it's it's Jim Varney on you know. Uh, 11. He's just cranked up. He's so crazy in that movie. It's a lot of fun, but it's too long, in my opinion.
1: <laughs> I'll have to... Dr. Otto and the Riddle of gloom I'm adding that. I have to look that up. It's probably you on YouTube, to tell you the truth. Um, yeah, yeah uh, it's a yeah, lot no, of fun.
0: Reason... What's that?
1: Oh, sorry. Oh, no. He definitely um, was featured in so many things. He was. Uh, cor- um, there was one in particular. There was a, a Magical World of Disney... I remember, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he, he did. He put, uh, he showed up in like one of those specials, what? and the 35th anniversary of uh, Disneyland as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think he did. Uh, I think he did a film, like an introduction to Disney World kind of movie. Um, besides Ernest, though, yeah, he mostly just did low rent independent movies. Uh, he's in one of those fucking Three Ninjas movies, like High Noon and Mega Mountain. He's in a uh, Snowboard Academy with Corey Haim and Bridget Nielsen. It paid the. Bills. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, it paid the bill. So, but sadly, he died very young. I mean, what it was like forty eight or forty nine of cancer, lung cancer. Yeah, he smoked lung too much. cancer.
1: He smoked. Yeah, he it, smoked way too much. The tumor they pulled out was two pounds in the oh, size of his. Oh, Jesus top.
0: Christ! Uh, I didn't know that. Um, he actually had a connection to my hometown. Um, his grand aunt lived in my town, and so he would come and visit her every once in a while. But through her, he met his second wife who sadly he also divorced. But this is weird. I'm trying to connect this properly. My sister's friend that she dated for a little bit, I can't remember his name, his aunt was Jim Varney's ex-wife. That's complicated, but you're yo, yo, my mother's brother's next-door neighbor's cousin. What does that make us? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Absolutely
1: nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you are about to become. But yeah. no, honestly, this is, as far as it goes for Ernest Saves Christmas, it definitely, I felt, was a classic. Paste well, you know...
0: Didn't seem, didn't seem too cheap either. No, 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 no it was the no, biggest yeah, so. budget of the bunch, I think. Um, Disney this yeah. time actually paid. See, I think Ernest Saves, sorry, Ernest Goes to Camp, I think was completely paid for by um, Jim Varney and uh, oh, wow. John Cherry. But I think because Ernest Saves Christmas was more expensive, they had to split the cost. And the same thing for Ernest Goes to Jail. There's a lot of special effects in Ernest Goes to Jail, but after that is when it started to split. Um, I know for a fact that they own the rights to Ernest. So the fifth movie, Ernest Rides Again, was released independently, but that company had no money whatsoever, so it only made like one and a half million dollars, which is a huge drop off from the previous ones. And then after that, it was all straight to video and Disney would just distribute it. Oh yeah, no. Shit. One and a half million? Yeah. And apparently it cost a lot too. They were able to raise a lot of international money because Ernest sells well overseas. Oh yeah, he definitely
1: did for sure. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. It was just such a lovable goofball. And, yeah. of course, people were kind of worried uh, hiring Jim Barney to play Jed Clampett because, you know, they thought he was just really dumb. Yeah. You know, yeah. then again, that's just the, you know, those are just pretentious, dumb movie execs. So, you yeah, know, that's a really underrated cool. movie, honestly.
0: There is an Ernest movie that's never been finished. It was Ernest uh, the Pirate. It was filmed in 99 and halfway through he got too sick and they couldn't finish it. And they always thought they were going to come back and be able to do it, but then he died, and so it's just sitting there on the. Zoe, stop messing with my cards! Um, <laughs> she wants my love. Um, a Son of Ernest, I think, was supposed to come out, but it never happened either. And. Stop uh, it. Sorry. <laughs> All right, she's getting restless. Let's uh, let's go to our next movie, Scrooge. Oh my god, dude. I can't, I have to watch this every
1: year. I love it. I can never get tired of it. See,
0: and that, I'm on the opposite end with you. This is, I think, Bill Murray at his most Bill Murray ish. It's is so fucking obnoxious in it. There's a great concept in it, there's just great moments, but he gets on my nerves. I, I like the post-Rushmore uh, version of Bill Murray Moore. Oh, really? Yeah, I just, before that, like, Ghostbusters, for me, is kind of ruined, because his smart-assness gets in the way of Dan Aykroyd's, like, scientific... I want like to talk more. I want to hear more from Egon and uh, Spengler. Or, wait, no, Egon and... Sp- Egon and... What's the other one's name? There's Spengler,
1: Vanqueren, uh Gosh. is it Egon? Is it
0: Egon and Spengler? They're two different people, right? That's Dan Aykroyd's character and, uh, um... Harold Ramis' character. Like, I just like those characters yeah. more. It, Bill Murray was off to the side just with this stupid Ray... Ray Hold Venkman? Ah, oh, fuck. We gotta watch these again. We gotta do it anyway because we're gonna be doing a Ghostbuster Peter Venkman. Uh, for the 35th anniversary. Um... Yeah, Scrooge, I love the special effects. I love the music. I like a lot of the cast. Uh, Bobcat Goldthwait is on fire Stance. in this movie. He's so good in this movie.
1: Oh my God! Yes, I know. Like yeah, as he's like, uh, you know, him getting like fired just because he like kind of questioned Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know.
0: <laughs> What's the movie that the, the Night the Reindeer Cried or something like that with uh, Lee Majors?
1: <laughs> oh yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Santa's got a new movie oh yeah, you've been a good boy this
1: year. And then it's like all the elves are arming and the majors, there helping out with a big old uh, machine gun.
0: Yeah, oh, you got to watch then, this or you might die. It's like, I think you might be scaring some of the uh, blodgers Do you want to give it all to your heart? might be scaring or... some of the... <laughs>
1: exactly. Like, might be scaring some of the audience because, you know, the children are going to be watching
0: this. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept expecting them to do that. <laughs> Yeah, um, I know. But, oh, <laughs> Carol on, Kane beating the shit out of Bill Murray. I was like, more of this. <coughs>
1: oh my God, I know when she like the Christ, the Ghost of Christmas Present. She's that fairy and she's like hell I'm messing with him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, after, Carol, I forgot
0: we, we missed one. Buster Poindexter is the Ghost of Christmas Past, and and a lot oh of people God. a lot of people didn't know who the hell Buster Poindexter was at the time. If you don't know, I'll he assume, was, David oh, the New York dolls. Yeah, David J and the New York Dolls, and that, that career had kind of faded. And then just on a lark, he decided to create this whole new persona called Buster Poindexter, and was hitting it really big in New York. So he was asked to uh, basically run the band in 86-87 season of Saturday Night Live. I'm pretty sure it's 86-87 season, before G.E. Smith really took over. Um, and that's where he debuted... Um, uh, hot, hot, hot. Hit, oh he did hit the road jack and hot hot heat or no, hot not hot hot heat that's bad um do do hot 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 yeah exactly. um and that it got up some heat or whatever and then he uh ended up in scrooge now not lot of people remember is he did a couple movies after this most notoriously car 54 where are you and there was free jack oh shit i forgot about free jack yeah he's in that he's in the first part of that um Car 54, Where Are You? is interesting because I didn't know this until I looked it up. It sat on the shelf for three years while Orion went bankrupt, and it was a musical in the first cut. And they went back and cut out all the music, and maybe that's why David Johansson, or a.k.a. Buster Point, actually got chosen to be a lead in the studio film, is because he was a singer. And it's just so weird. Like, why spend all that money on musical numbers and then just throw them away?
1: Yeah, no, uh, that's silly. Yeah. Just
0: (laughs) absolutely acidic. Scrooge, (laughs) just a bigger budget from Richard Donner update of um, Scrooged, or uh, A Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol, Carol, yeah. Fuck, who's the writer? He's the guy who did, they made a movie about him, A Feudal, uh, A Feudal Jester, or whatever it is. You know the movie about the National Lampoon? Michael? Yeah. He wrote wrote Caddyshack, and he wrote uh, Scrooge, and it was one of the very last things that he wrote before he died.
1: I gotta look A futile story. and stupid gesture.
0: Thank you. I couldn't remember. Screw you, yeah, uh, Michael. I know I'm supposed to have my Wikipedia up as my cheat sheet, but fuck you. Oh um, my god, I'm
1: trying to think. Oh, Douglas
0: Kenny. Is it? No, it's uh, Michael Donahue. Never mind, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it wasn't Doug Kenny. Michael Donahue. Doug was... Kenny was. Uh... Yeah, maybe. Oh, I'm oh okay. I'm looking this up. Okay, uh, Michael Donahue, I know he wrote for Saturday Night Live, and he almost destroyed Saturday Night Live. Because he started writing for it in like 80, 81, and it was a goddamn nightmare. It was so oh. unfunny. Yeah. Um, actually, no, he didn't write any movies. I still thought he wrote Caddyshack, but you're right. I think you are thinking of Doug Kenny, or, or it was Doug Kenny.
1: Yeah, no, it had to be no Kenny. Uh, <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> yeah, nothing here, nothing here. A lot of these projects were abandoned. Oh man. Hey, I gotta. But no. Uh... Okay, I gotta Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. Uh <laughs> an awkward break there. Um we had to pause. Um <laughs> Scrooge, uh yeah, I know you absolutely adore it. You were telling me to watch this and I, I, for some reason I really liked it when I was a kid, and then I just got irritated with it. And it, it's okay, but I just I want him to shut the fuck up for some reason. He's so annoying. <laughs> I think it's interesting is that oh, <laughs> his brother his brother is in this, who, I can't remember his name, but he was only in one of the movies, as far as I know, it was called Moving Violations. And uh, he's very also Bill Murray-esque in that film, instead of it being his own thing.
1: Pretty much, yeah. No, yeah. Pretty much all his brothers are in
0: there. Right! I forgot that his oldest brother, uh, Bill plays his dad brian doyle brian doyle not bill played his dad um wendy malik <laughs> the five pounds of meal oh yeah robert Mitchum. um oh yeah Oh, john glover i totally forgot about john glover who later would show up in gremlins 2 as donald clamp
1: oh gosh yeah that's right the big old ceo the um oh what's the word what's the word i'm looking for I don't know. Like the optimistic, kind of like airheaded kind of CEO. Yeah,
0: yeah. He has no real grounded <laughs> ideas. Robert <laughs> Goulet.
1: I forgot Robert Goulet was in this. Goulet. I am and <laughs> Nature Goulet.
0: Buddy Hackett. I don't even know how to do a Buddy Hackett. pretty shot poopy. <laughs> uh, oh, Bert, my God. That's much better. Jesus. I, I didn't know you had a Buddy Hackett. <laughs> I don't know how I do it either. It's just pretty crazy. Uh this was a huge expensive film, by the way. I didn't know that. Um but it also had been wasn't it years between what? I'm
1: sorry. Uh, I had no idea like a movie like that was expensive. Yeah, I mean it was like what, eighty eight, but even
0: Yeah, thirty two million back then. I mean fuck Batman only cost forty five, so it tells you they spent a lot of money. But I was thinking, um, Bill Murray hadn't been in a movie as a as a lead in four years. I mean, that's a a long gap. Ghostbusters, then he did that small part in uh, Little Shop of Horrors, and then this. That's a long-ass gap. What the hell is that about?
1: I don't know. But I do know, I did enjoy Michael uh, Pollard's um, appearance at the homeless shelter when they're all crowding around Bill Murray calling him Dick, thinking he's Richard Burton.
0: Why the hell they keep
1: calling me Dick?
0: I always think <laughs> that Michael J. Pollard's face is gonna fold in on itself. He's always just squishing uh I don't know. um uh, did you know he made he played mixed? I wanna say it right, Mr. Mixelplitic in uh the Superboy TV show. Spit-Lick? How do oh, you say shit, his name? No. Yeah. Mix a Yeah, he's a strange character and he does a terrible job and he looks ridiculous in the outfit. But um hey a paycheck's a paycheck. I mostly remember him yeah, as, it was a Cousin Artie on uh, Tango and Cash? He creates that fucking crazy vehicle with the Gatling guns. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty nuts. He was also, uh, I think one of his big, his biggest role was when he was in uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah,
0: that's probably his breakout role. You know what's funny? Is I just yes, realized Paul. Michael J. Pollard was mister Mixel Mixo-Politic, or however you say it. And then it's in a movie directed by Richard Donner, who did Superman, in the previous films that we talked about, Santa Claus was produced by the Salikinds, the, the producers of Superman. Hey, it's all the connection here. It's yeah. all part of
1: one big conspiracy triangle.
0: Um, Ernest, anyway, who, um, who read a Superman comic book? No.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't doubt it. Shoot, who don't love Superman?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Superman's boring to me, honestly. He's the one of the least. It's his interesting. morals. Huh? It's his morals that are boring. Yeah, I yeah, don't know. I it's just the, the villains just to me are interesting. I'm a. I'm a Flash, Green Lantern guy, then Batman, and then maybe Green Arrow. Okay. Uh, Alfred Woodward, Woodard was also in this. Oh, and totally Mabel King. Yeah. Yeah. John Murray. Oh gosh. Well, let's yeah, not forget. Uh, oh shit. Uh, uh, damn it, she's in Rear's Lost Ark*.
1: Mary. Oh yeah, Karen Allen. Oh Karen gosh, Allen. no. Karen Allen. Thank you. Yeah. No, no, she was great. She was definitely, um, of course, like in *Scrooge's Past*, the lover, the the one that got away the one he let go. was so
0: the one that got away
1: yeah but in this movie you know it has a happy ending he gets her back and then of course oh gosh Bob kept goldthwait though that one scene when he walks, when he's like holding the uh, he's holding the radio station the tv station hostage yeah, so like they don't yeah. change the channel or fade <laughs> away and then he's like you saw it? that was an innocent window you saw what i did with
0: that i don't think you know what you're dealing with way he said, it just fucking killed me. <laughs> I just love when he freaks out. But yeah, he, he's kind of restrained in this one, actually. This is the year that he decided to change his persona because he did Hot to Trot. And then this, which he's much more restrained. And then he left. Remember, he just left the whole entertainment world for a while to go work on Shakes the Clown. And uh highly underrated film. Uh, it's, it's truly a nightmare of what can go wrong in the entertainment business. And it's... it's uh, he's a director now, and he does a couple of comedy things here and there, but mostly he's a director, and, he, and he's really good.
1: Yeah, he did um, you know, World's Greatest Dad. God Roman. Bless America. He did, oh, yeah, God Bless America with, um, oh, gosh, which movie was it again? Is it Joel Murray? Joel Murray. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Joel Murray. He
0: did, um, he did a Bigfoot movie, um, which I haven't seen yet, but he has a TV show now, which is, I think, on uh, Shudder, which is a horror anthology, and uh, I heard it's really good.
1: Oh yeah, oh I have to look into that. He also did, um, Joel. Mur- oh yeah, Joel Murray was also in the, uh, the Artist.
0: Well, I know him from the One Crazy One Crazy Summer is like one of his big things.
1: Yes, that's where I first saw him. Like when I was a kid, I always watched that. I I still enjoy watching it to this yeah. day. If Darwin, I ever find right, it on a DVD I mean, or Blu-ray, I'm buying it. Yeah, I'm buying it. yeah so this, I'm <laughs>
0: this is what that. Okay, so Richard Donner had just come off of Goonies and Lethal Weapon and Lady Hawk. You know, just like boom, 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 and then he did this, and then he did Lethal Weapon 2, and then he, I think he disappeared for a little while to go do uh, Radio Flyer, I think. So he was still red hot. This is when, Bill, like I said, Bill Murray disappeared, but after this is when he did a ton of movies. He did, um, excuse me, uh, Ghostbusters 2, then he directed his first and only movie, Quick Change, which I think is highly underrated. Um, what about Bob? i uh, trying to remember what he did after that. Uh, Groundhog Day, Mad Dog and Glory. So yeah, it's just... It was during the real, you know, reboot of his career before it went horribly wrong after uh, uh, Kingpin.
1: Oh my god.
0: If I have to go with the Christmas Carol story, though, I'm not going to go with this one. I'm going to go with the Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, But in general, I don't really care for the story. I think that might be part of the problem.
1: Okay, yeah, no. uh, Honestly, uh, as far as it goes for a Christmas Carol, there's the Muppets one, there's the one with Patrick Stewart, Right. And then, of there, course, me that, personally, What's
0: that like Jim Kersey? The, Ker, the Jim Carrey one. I mean, Jim Cursey, Who the fuck's Jim Kersey? Jim Carrey one. Uh, that looks Oh, creep. Robert Zemeckis? Yeah, I can't watch those movies, man. No way. I like the Veil Wolf one, though. Um, there's oh, a new yeah. one, oh. though, that came out with Christopher Plummer and that kid from uh, Downton Abbey, uh, which I heard is really good. The man who created Carol or something like that. i created Christmas. I can't remember what it's called, but I heard oh, it's really
1: Oh, the one about uh, Charles Dickens.
0: Right. It just came out, like, last year, or two years ago, and I heard that's,
1: that's really yeah. good. I heard, yeah, no, uh, critically, yeah, and it was uh, critically acclaimed for sure. I remember that. Oh, I'll have to look into it when I get the chance.
0: Okay, so uh, pretty much wrapped it up here. Um, have a good holiday season. Um, if you're mad at us for not saying Christmas, go fuck yourself because it's all inclusive to us. Because unless we start, well, maybe we should do a Hanukkah one next year. <laughs> um, we can do the Hebrew Hammer. Um, uh, oh, and we could also do uh, night uh, Eight Crazy Nights Yeah, Eight Crazy Nights, totally And, and Night Before Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll try to find some Hanukkah-oriented <laughs> stuff To discuss Hanukkah-Harry, which is a John Lovitz sketch That he used to do for Saturday night Live Santa gets sick, so he <laughs> hires <Hannah> Hanukkah-Harry <laughs> Oh, yeah
1: You know you know what will really piss him off? Saying this,
0: all holidays matter yeah, Oh, yeah, and fuck you yeah. well, I hate using that I hate using the all-whatever-matters Because it, uh, it insults the black people Who started the movement and there was a reason why the it new It's plagiarism. Was, yeah, it's just ridiculous. So yeah, uh, that's it. Um, I don't know who else to plug. Um, yeah, all geek, our awesome geek headquarters. Um, um, <sighs> loves to read on eBay, Amazon, which is one of our sponsors for our comic book show. That's it. So we'll be back in January for the whole new slate of stuff. Me and Andrew will be back. To do, we're going to do a episode about silly criminals, you know, dumbass criminals with Bottle Rocket and uh, Safe Men and a couple other movies. Um, yeah, that's it. I don't know how to end the episode. episode so, uh, Jacob, send us out.
1: All right, everybody. Namaste and good luck. And again, have a happy holiday, whether it's Christmas, Hanukkah, or Kwanzaa.
0: Or Boxing we still Day. Get to celebrate. You know, or New Year's Eve. Oh, oh, yeah. oh New Year's or, Day. yeah. Don't forget Boxing Day. <laughs> My fucking birthday, which is January 1st. I got nothing. Uh, Be excellent to... Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Stumbling Towards Adulthood. I'm your host, Michael. On the other side is my co-host, Tony.
2: Hey, what's happening?
0: It is the dead of winter... Right, has winter started yet? I never understand this. I always feel like winter starts after Thanksgiving, but it's actually in the middle of December, isn't
2: it? I don't know. It seems like it's winter-like outside, even though it's a little warmer in in my neck of the woods. But I thought it was around winter, or if, you know, relatively close. Uh,
0: do you get snow where you live?
2: We do. Um, I guess in, more in February. I guess near I mean, around January, February, we, we get it. Uh, some some seasons we get we get it harder than others. But, of course, everybody here freaks out like it's the most snow they've ever seen. <laughs> when I first moved here, I guess in 2014, Yeah, I live in like central uh, North Carolina, by the way. Um, it, it, was, it, was, it was relatively a good amount of snow, but people were abandoning their cars on the side of the road. It was just ridiculous. People were overreacting like crazy. And what? I was like, guys, it's not that bad. It's not, it, I can't remember how many inches it was. It wasn't that bad. It just required a little patience. people were freaking out it was it was hilarious well
0: i i I lived in indiana for 26 years of my life and then i lived in california for a big chunk and of course at most you get a light dusting and i mean light like the snow hits the ground you got maybe five minutes before it melts uh and that was really rare that's like twice a year and uh then i moved up to oregon and within like the first couple months we had a snowstorm but not a snowstorm like indiana snowstorm it was like, yeah. I don't know, maybe an inch in a couple hours, and the traffic was nuts. It was as if it was the apocalypse was coming, and everybody's flipping <laughs> out. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm, just, I'm, I'm the only one dancing around in the snow, so happy to see it again after all these years. And I thought this was a rare occurrence. No, if you live in Oregon, you get that at least four or five times a year. And every single time, people lose their minds. I was like, how have you not prepared at least mentally for this?
2: Well, that's Portland. I mean, that part of Portland's a little, little little warmer um, than, say, maybe eastern Oregon. Um, but uh, every ten years, they get Portland. I should say every ten years, Portland gets. It seems to get a really bad snowstorm. And when I first moved there, like in 2003, we had a really bad one. And it, it was it was bad fi- by I don't know most most area uh, even by like maybe at Illinois standards. It was it was pretty good good amount of snow. We happen to have an SUV at the time, so it wasn't that bad for us. But there were people out there driving. And this is like like they forgot how to drive. Because uh, they haven't seen a snowstorm like that in a while. And, and, and you know, if you're a younger driver, and, you know, I mean you, I mean, you can't remember 10 years ago, you probably hadn't remembered driving in snow like that. So, I mean, it really depends on your perspective. Uh, here, the area kind of shuts down when we have a small amount of snow. Not because, you know, I mean, there's a lot of drivers who... Who are from here, from like New York and Massachusetts, and um, so they're used to snow. But the problem is the area doesn't have the resources to deal with it because it doesn't get snow that frequently. So you don't have like uh, NC DOT doesn't have the kind, of, the amount of salt to cover every road. <laughs> so tra- traffic's going to be a nightmare just because they're not prepared for that kind of snow. It happens once in a blue moon, so it's just you know it's one of those things you have to deal with. I'll take and snow I any day
0: over ice. Ice is just a fucking nightmare.
2: Yeah, totally. It's really, especially when it's black ice and you can't see it until it's, you've already ran over it and it's too late. It's like, oh shit, how do I do this again? Do I lean into the spin or do I steer away from it? You have to re- try to remember that in the last millisecond as your car is fishtailing all over the place.
0: Yeah, I well, but, um, I think it was fairly early on in my driving. And I didn't even drive for that long. I only drove for... Um, I don't know, eight years, eight nine years before I just said fuck this. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, but I remember, you know, delivering pizzas in snowstorms, and I just I, the fact that I would even do that is madness. Like, why didn't I work at a normal job inside? And I was like, nah, I'm a college student. I need to be free. I need to be driving around, listening my tunes, and then snow hits. And you're like, no, we're all gonna die.
2: Hopefully, you guys didn't have like a thirty minutes or less
0: kind no, of uh, no 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 margin. That shit you had to had,
2: follow us. I'm crazy.
0: Yeah, if I remember correctly, that shit had ended a couple years before because people were getting killed because they were so stressed out about it. Like, i got to get there in 30 minutes, and we're causing accidents. accident. Oh, yeah,
2: I, I'd imagine. And then, like, you're losing profit. People are like, yes, 32, 32 minutes. I'll be taking that free pizza. Thank you.
0: <laughs> but I remember one time that I was trying to go to the stop sign, and I could feel, like, I'm pumping the brakes. I'm not slamming on them like I would like a newbie. I'm pumping them, and it's still not working, and I'm trying to turn, like, the tires away from the skid. And I'm just going right into one of the main roads, heavy traffic. And I just start wailing on the horn, and I can't stop. I slide across both lanes, past the stop sign, and up into someone's yard. And I just kind of sat there for a second, looked around, just backed up, and kept going.
2: Yeah, that's the best, the best way to do it. Once you like narrowly avoid death, you just kind of like, just take a, just breathe for a second. Like, you just grab yourself and my still together. Okay. All right, let me, uh, let me, where was I? What was I doing? All right, let's, uh, let's continue.
0: And everybody's just stood, sitting in their car, going, "Come on, asshole, move your fucking car."
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't know why cool. I sound like
0: I was from Boston. <laughs> people from Indiana <laughs> don't talk like that.
2: People out here do, which is bizarre. But yeah, we got—I have like a strange uh, influx. There's a strange influx of Long Islanders, Bostonians, uh, and like people from Northern New Jersey. It's really weird. Yeah, you know, we well, all, you're, we you're all, also on from... any
0: given day. You're from a place that has a regional accent. We don't. We just drop the I-N-G. That's it. That's what Indiana's accent is, just dropping the I-N-G.
2: Yeah, our regional – Philadelphia's regional accent's is bizarre. Uh, some people have it. Some people don't. But it's really weird. It's like certain words you say like, Ois, uh, yeah, get in the house. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can't even do it. I can't even do it. I'm doing a poor parody of it. But, yeah, some, like some of my friends are really strong. It sounds it – it's not, it's not an attractive accent. It really does sound awful.
0: And you had brutal winters there, probably as bad as we did. I mean, we're at Great Lakes, right? The Great Lakes are. I'm so stupid. I, I it's like I didn't even pay attention to a map. The Great Lakes do touch uh, Pennsylvania, correct?
2: Yeah, that's like that's uh, northwest, up in Erie. Uh, we we're nowhere near there. Uh, P- Philadelphia, where I'm from, is southeast. Uh, we do border Jersey, but we do get a um, we get a we'll get blizzards. I mean, I, I don't know if it's. It's not as cold like you know the it's not as biting a cold as you would get in like in New England, but because we're not too far away from like uh, the Atlantic Ocean maybe about two hours away from where we're situated, we kind of get weird uh winds and wh- whatever uh, whatever you know uh fronts that create snow tend to happen a lot in the area where, where I lived and also southern Jersey. and uh we get we get a comparable amount so like say the same snow that they would get in like New York City. Or DC it's always very so we'd always get similar stuff so in some years we get some, some ridiculous blizzards like 94 was a real bad one uh, if I recall correctly for um, it was my freshman year in college and it was like state of emergency shutting everything down and like and like you know I I can't remember what the what how many inches it was I know it was up past my knee in certain parts, because I had to walk, so I still had to go to school for some oh, reason. Yeah, that's brutal. So I, I had,
0: and your shoes, <laughs> your shoes and socks are just like, oh man, I gotta do this the whole day in wet socks.
2: It was a nightmare. So I, well, I, I mean, it was my freshman year of college, but I had to walk to the train, and um, yeah, and f- like, and like, you know, people are like, "Fuck this sidewalk." We're only taking care of the streets at this point. This is state of emergency, so I had to like tr- trudge through. And I don't the trains were running just fine. I don't, you know, I don't know, for whatever reason, the rails were warm enough that they didn't freeze over. But most businesses were closed. And, like, even though my college stayed open, a lot of the professors couldn't make it to class. So <laughs> it, was scam, it, was, it was ridiculous. So you were not allowed to not go, but you had to just go anyway. And knowing that there's a 50-50 shot, your professor wasn't going to make it. To, and it never did. I always just wasted a day. Go to all my classes. No one would show up. I was like, what the, what the fuck? But you would have to write your name on the log that you made it anyway to get to get your credit hours, you know what I mean? Because if you didn't, you know you, get, you know, you get more than three credit credit hours missing. It's like credit denial, and you're paying for class, and you're failing. So, anywho. But, yeah, it was really bad back in 94. Um, I know, like, high schools were shut down for, like, two weeks or something. And then, of course, you had to tack that on at the end of the year. I know, it that's was the worst. Off.
0: Like, summer, oh, crap. Okay, I guess bonus round. Shit.
2: Uh, My – Around here, uh, for my kids, are like they still, um, but schools are shut down here if it's too cold.
0: <laughs> no what? snow on the ground
2: or anything. That's what I'm saying. If it's like, I think it was like four degrees in one day or something crazy, but it was just too cold for them. <laughs> so they, they had a snow day. And then, like, but in uh, my son's school, he's are a different school now, but the school he was at, it's year round. So they would have them – you'd have to make up the time on the weekend instead of adding it to the end of the year because it doesn't make sense. There is no time added to the end of the year because it's year round school. So they would have to make up their snow days on the weekends.
0: Wait, (laughs) he does not have a summer? Well, you would get like – it's like
2: yes and no. So you get like – well, now he's back in traditional school, but back then, no. You would get like three weeks off in the summer or two weeks off in the summer um, throughout the summer. So maybe you'd get two weeks off in August, uh, another – two or three weeks off in July. So you get plenty of time off, believe it or not, in, in summer. Um, when you think about it, you're not—you're never taking it. Even though you're, you're off for two months in the summer normally through a traditional, there's no place you're vacationing for two months. So it's not like you're missing out on any potential vacations.
0: You know what I mean? I know, but you know, the joy so, of summer is, okay, so I would get out like the first week of June. You, you go to like June 4th or 5th or something like that. And then you got, like, two solid months of bliss, just fun. And then you have that three weeks of, oh, no, school's coming. Oh, no. You know, you get that break. But if you only have two weeks off during the summer, you never have that moment of bliss. You're like, ah, shit, I only got two weeks. All right, here we go. Well,
2: once you hit high school, um, it's back to – all high schools in Syria are traditional because, I mean, you can't do a year-round once you're in senior year anyway. So it's just kind of – but, uh, no, I, I hear you. I mean, I I've only gone to traditional school, so I, w- I wouldn't know any different. But I guess it does keep you fresher. You don't come back, even to me, to the next year. What, what did I was what was I learning about again <laughs> last year? I don't – this has been a crazy summer, man. I don't know. I've, I've been smacking my head against the wall and doing crazy shit all summer. I don't know. <laughs> <I don't> know.
0: <laughs> Days yes, are out in uh, the woods yes, for yes. hours <laughs> on end. I'm like, how far have I wandered away from home? Where am I? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. So apparently, there's
2: they do a lot in California, here. There's a lot of year-round schools in California. It's supposed to keep the kids fresher. And, uh, I
0: guess, but I, I don't want to be fresh. I want to be, like, frosty-brained <laughs> and, like, oh, okay, time to rev things back up. Uh, we're getting off topic but here. But, um, but you know, that's the one joy of snow days is watching the parents be like, ah, I don't know how to handle all this. And you're like, I'm grabbing a sled. Here we go.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like their misery and, and your joy – we're like, comparable. They'd be so fucked. You know what I mean? And be like, yes! So you, you'd be listening by the radio, waiting for your school, for your school closure. And like, you know, I'm with White Marsh, no school. So I'm like, yes! And like, your mom's like, well, that's just fucking great. So you just uh, fuck around all day. I'm just going to go to work as normal, except in a, lo- in a longer commute and possibly treacherous conditions. But enjoy yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's funny listening to those announcements in the morning. And you're just waiting, even for like a fog advisory. For some reason, we got a lot of fog advisories. Like, oh, hey, and a one hour delay because of fog. And you're just like waiting and waiting. and They don't mention your school. You're like, you mentioned every other school, son of a bitch.
2: Yeah, that's the worst. You're like listening to it twice. Maybe I just didn't hear it. Yeah, yeah. They didn't call your school. I was like, God damn it. I'm going to school today. But, yeah, totally, and it's like, and then like, you just, oh, me. should I just go back to sleep, get a hot cup of hot cocoa, or should I just go out and play in the snow, go sweating, you know what I mean, maybe make some money shoveling, the options are wide open, I don't even know what I should do with my day.
0: Yeah, oh man, shovel, I never shoveled for anybody else, but I gotta tell you, the enjoyment that I had, like, this is weird, as I got older, I enjoyed uh, shoveling, as a kid, you're like, this is such a struggle, but I'm like, I'm getting a free workout, I don't have to go to the gym, I don't have to pay for anything, I'm just shovel, shovel, shovel for hours. It's
2: not a workout I enjoyed it because it always hurt my lower back. But the trade-off, I mean, I was obligated to shovel my own walk. But beyond that, I was like, I could really make some money here. So you yeah, would just, you know, shove, ask if they needed shoveling? Some people like, yeah, I don't care. I don't, you know, some some people you clean up. And so this one guy gave me a fucking quarter would have must have spent me two hours of work oh I'm my like,
0: god yeah. i would have put this i would have taken the extra time just <laughs> yeah. to put the snow back on you know like, nope, that's, nope.
2: that's what my that's what my friends were gonna say too they're like let's just fucking i'm dumping the snow right back on this fucking moon. like guys obviously old and out of it and it's gonna take you that much more effort just to spite the guy just 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 never this lesson learned never shovel this guy snow
1: again
0: yeah you know what i mean or tell him to invest in one of those electric ones, which, uh, honestly, whenever I see an electric snowplow, you know, like a personal one, I'm just like, ah, oh, you're robbing yourself of some activity there, buddy. You're just making noise pollution.
2: Well, like my grandfather had this thing called the back saver shovel. It was, like, kind of a bit, like, more er- er- ergonomically, uh, whatever, uh, fr- but it's still, like, hurt my lower back, and I don't know, just, I never really enjoyed shoveling, but, hmm. you know, especially... What really sucked is, so I lived in row homes, and then you'd have to, like, dig out your car because you had the parallel park throughout the whole block. And um, the plow would come through, plow your car in, and it's like a wall of hard, packed snow. I was like, how am I going to get this out with this shitty little shovel? I need, like, an actual spade, like an actual shovel for digging dirt to get this car out. It's just packed in super hard. You know, a snow shovel is just not going to cut it. And then you'd go through all that work. You you know you shovel your car out past beyond what the fucking plow did and and then you know you got a nice spot you come back some other car's in your spot because <laughs> you know it's it's a you know it's a parallel parking street anybody's but of course their house is way up the street and they happen to park in front of your house because they didn't shovel their spot you know oh there's a nice shovel spot for me but in Philadelphia, uh, people get fucking shot for that if Whoa. somebody goes through. Yeah, no, seriously, if like, I mean, I live in Burbs, nobody was doing that, people would just like, you know, shake their fists, but um, no, but like, especially like in areas, I feel like, like Maniunk or whatever, you know, you go through the point of like shoveling your walk, uh, you you're a good spot right in front of your house, some people have houses house on a hill and whatnot, so it's really, it could be t- dangerous finding a spot, and um, you know, some people put chairs in front, like, you know, to block it off and whatever, and if they see a car like parked there, they'll just... They'll just slash your slash their tires. I'm like, well, hope you enjoy the spot because you're gonna be there for a while. You're not going anywhere, you know. People get really really angry. Take that really serious.
0: That's in a way they
2: have a point. I mean, but there's no legal obligation that says that's your spot, even though it is by your property. Like, you go to the parking authority, they won't be like, no, dude, you can't enforce spot. (laughs) There's nothing stopping him from doing it. You know what I mean? And just because you put chairs there doesn't stop him from parking there either. But it's just a general dick move to do. It's like, you should know better. But yeah, that's just the way it is. <laughs> the
0: uh, the worst, of course, is like you said, driving in the ice. I just remembered that when I was delivering pizzas once to someone's house, out in the middle of nowhere, and I'm trying to drive up their uh, steep driveway, and I'm like, I can't get up this thing. No matter how hard I try, I'm just sliding around. So hit my hazards, park it, put the parking brake on, and I'm sitting at the edge of their uh driveway you know almost in the highway and i walk so ever delicately up uh their ice covered driveway get to the house give them their pizzas and all this dangerous weather and they're like here you go no tip i i I feel like i should have just taken the pizzas and just thrown them in the snow and said you're on your own kid and just left
2: (laughs) yeah i remember i was going to uh work in um like a county over um at the target i was working at the time and I only knew how to get to the work this other county this one way. and It was through up this steep, this steep enclave, this kind of hill that's almost like a 45-degree angle hill. But it's the only way I knew how to get there. And, like, I don't, didn't really have access. I didn't have a GPS. And the phones back then didn't really have, like, a Google Maps. So you, could, you could look on it. So I didn't know. And so I just tried to bro. Let me just try it out. And I just went up. And then I just feel my car sliding back. So it's am like, no shit, you, you, know, you break it, it does no good, you're, you're sliding, you know, there's no traction, and then luckily there was no cars behind me, and I just was able to slide back and do a three-point and get out of there, but it was just like that, that like one millisecond of panic, I was like, what's going to happen if I can rent somebody, I ended up calling my, my mom, I was like, cause, you know, for whatever reason, even though I lived in my same area for like 20, 40 years, I had no frame of reference on how to get anywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just landmark. I, I, ne- I never went anywhere. I only had a car for a select period of my life. I, was, I never drove anywhere. And uh, of course my mom laughed ask me. I was like, you don't know how to get Just You got to take whatever road to so-and-so road across the seven. Like, English. I need landmarks. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know how to get anywhere.
0: Yeah, people still ask me today. I was like, where's this? I'm like, well, how do you get here? I was like, well, first off, you have to pass this building and this company and this company. I don't know roads. Well, if I can ask me about roads, I'll tell you where a business is that's on its way.
2: Yeah, well, I've been living, yeah, you know, like, just like you, we've been traveling. I've been living in, like, a different city for, like, every couple of years. I don't yeah. know what anything is, you know, always. I'm, I've never have any clue where I'm going, where I'm at.
0: Uh, my favorite part, though, of Snow Days is the trek to the massive hill we had in our downtown park, the Memorial Park, whatever, uh, where everybody would go sledding. But since I hated people and children and stuff like that and it was always like a clusterfuck, just massive amounts of people, we'd wait until really late at night. I'm talking sometimes at midnight, we would grab our sleds and hike the mile or two to the park and sled you know, just sled or whatever and do whatever we wanted until like two or three in the morning. So usually cops came by and like, What are you guys doing? I'm like, go home. Jeez, just if anything happens to you, no one's gonna know. <laughs> I, I know, awesome. I know. I was like, well, if I'm unconscious for a few hours, I'll be preserved. <laughs>
2: yeah, that, that was another thing. It was like, we would really love. We had a little bit of hill uh, across the street from my house, but we would trek to this other hill, uh, you know, a little further away, C- Cedar Grove, Cedar Grove Park. A huge hill, and it was just freaking awesome. And then, yeah, there'd be like a crowd of people, but you know, we just kind of like, you know, we, we all we all have to go. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff, right, guys? Like, yeah, I guess you know, have a I- have a grand old time. There was this golf course we would go to until they decided they didn't want punk kids sledding yeah. on there anymore.
0: yeah it was asses. At,
2: yeah, for, for the longest time, it was, like, one of the coolest spot, spots to go, this great hill, but then they just didn't want. And, and it wasn't even, like, on an area where there was greens or a fairway. Well, we weren't really messing anything up, but they just didn't want these uh, ruffians coming from outside the neighborhood, you know what I mean? And, it, and it's – it's a posh area called Chestnut Hill. It's a posh area of Philadelphia where they don't want these like ragamuffin, dirt bags from neighboring towns coming here and sledding. I, hate
0: that. That, I without, hate that. I hate that class with, war that always seems to be there, no matter what. You're from the wrong side of town. You think by now it wouldn't even matter, but it always seems to.
2: Well, of course the response was like, "Oh, we don't want anyone to get hurt. They'd be liable." And I guess maybe you have a point, but no one ever got hurt, and you just you know why you're. Yeah, I was so going to say, not you're,
0: you're not worried about people getting hit in the head with golf balls, are you? No. Oh,
2: yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally. Because right, it was right next to Chestnut Hill College, so it's so, not like, yeah, you're not worrying about hitting any college students with uh, with any, like, sliced balls or, you know, any shanked
0: balls. The, um, did you ever go skiing or snowboarding? Yeah, so,
2: I, I mean, my uh, uncle is an avid skier, and I tried to be like him, and, like, so I would occasionally go to, like, uh, so where we were situated, we were like about two hours away from the Pocono Mountains. And there are ski resorts there. There's uh, Jack Frost and Big Boulder. And um, we would, uh, or what was it called? Anyway, I'm not even sure. I know Jack Frost. I'm not sure about the other one. But um, <clears throat> so I would go there. i go skiing occasionally. It was never all that good. I did take a ski trip back in uh, 1992 uh, to Vermont, Killington. And that was pretty cool. I'd, you know I'd, I'd never been skiing on that level before. But everyone was so, so awesome at it, and I looked like a, a total doofus who, who had really no business being on, that, on those slopes. But, yeah, I just, for whatever reason, it's an expensive hobby, and I just didn't have the time or, or, uh, you know, or financial ability to keep up with it. But, well, I think yeah. it's funny
0: is if you look at the trend, especially in the movies, it seems like every other movie had some sort of ski theme in it or it was just a whole ski movie. You would think everybody was skiing, but I've never met anybody until I talk to you right now. That has ever gone skiing. I've only met a few people who went snowboarding. And we're in that, we're, you know, that it's not like it's surfing where, oh, yeah, we couldn't do be that because we weren't near the ocean. We, we had tons of snow, but I've never known anybody to be, like, a regular snowboarder. We had one that we all shared. I was insanely shitty at it. I can't, maybe that's why I have hip problems now is because it kept landing so terribly, Um but uh, yeah, I've known, I've never known a skier and snowboarding, bare minimum.
2: Well, the thing about the um the skiing movies, it was always same, like similar to Caddyshack. There was always kind of like a, a class thing going on. So maybe it was the guys who worked at the ski resort versus the people who were members of the ski resort via their parents. And I was like, well, I've been skiing too, because on my off days, I you know what I mean. And then, so there's always there's always the underdog, you know what I mean? Versus there's a whole like goofy backstory always you know, it seems to be in all these movies but um for us i mean unless you live near like a mountain you're really not going to be skiing all that much and if, or unless you're relatively wealthy where you could go to aspen or uh what's it, a park city uh, utah or something or breckenridge colorado or if you're in the northeast you know you go to like vermont or you know one of those places
0: yeah i think the one around you know, here where is probably have- bend and sisters like that area
2: Yeah, so it's you know anywhere to Mount Hood or what have you, any skiing around there. But like, yeah, generally you don't have um, that kind of money because skiing is expensive. Even if you own your own skis, you know what I mean. You got to pay for the lift ticket and like driving there and you know. But to to rent them is like that's a racket right there. So you got to rent the skis. You got to like rent the bindings and the boots and get it sized. It's like it's a lot of money, you know, for like just just for like a, a weekend hobby. So yeah, it's.
0: Whereas snowboarding was I mean, like I, the 90s kind of screw you to the pretentiousness of skiing. Where it's just like one simple board, usually affordable, you know, and got tons of equipment. I mean, you still had to travel all the way to get there. But it seems like that's kind of died off. It's kind of like the way roller skates and rollerblading switched in the early 90s. And now I don't know anybody who does either one.
2: Yeah, well, in the 90s, especially in the early 90s, when I remember going into ski slopes, there were some ski slopes uh, places didn't want snowboarders there. You know what I mean? And I'm not really sure why they just didn't want them there, and, um, and then. But certain ones had certain slopes just for snowboarders. Um, there were some logistical reasons, which I don't recall. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they were just for right, being dicks to like these like younger kids snowboarding. Uh, but now I think they're pretty well incorporated. But I remember it was it was kind of a new thing, and not every place you know was so accepting of it at the time. I, I've never had the opportunity to go snowboarding. I, I wish. I caught it at the right time where it was, you know, more of a thing. But uh, yeah, uh, it seemed like they had a lot more fun. And it seemed like it was harder to stop. so It you know, was. That that's that's any- when I
0: always fell. I would get going, and all of a sudden, I was just like, "Oh no! Oh no! No 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 no!" You know, and then plunk, 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 I
2: And mean, that's the only thing that kept me from not even trying snowboarding because, like, as shitty as I was at skiing, I was like, I bet I'd be even fucking worse at snowboarding. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, yeah, maybe I should just stick to, like, non, non-snowing, snowy – maybe I should just stick to tubing and sledding. That's uh, Yeah, that's, well, we, we had – we we um,
0: a friend of mine lived out in the country, and uh, the people – okay, so it's kind of hard to explain. Uh, the land that he lived on was kind of like rent to own. The people who ran it ran it because it was partially a farm, so they would run the farm part, but they let them live in the house and they were gonna buy the house, but they had all these extra inner tubes. And so for like Christmas, they gave him a couple of them. And so we throw in the back of my truck and we we'd go on the hill. And my favorite was the fact that we weren't going fast enough. So we decided to grab WD-40 and spray the bottoms. And uh, <laughs> let's just say the speed limit was raised like by a very high amount. We shot down that thing like a friggin' rocket. And I remember one time that it was really icy and we had so much WD-40 on it that we picked up speed so fast that I actually flew off, and the inner tube kept going. But me and Robert were on one side, and Ron was on the front because it was such a big inner tube. M- me and Robert fell off, and Ron stayed on, but Ron hit the hay so hard that he flew over the hay, <laughs> over the fence, and into the highway.
2: Oh, shit.
0: Yeah, thankfully it was like 2 o'clock wow. in the morning. There wasn't any cars around. My God.
2: Yeah, I remember we was. Uh, I had uh, an old like radio flyer, like wooden top of the sled and metal. Oh my God. Uh, whatever, whatever those things are. And like, it's hit or miss. It still has to be pretty well packed for that to even like work. So I would go to my local hill, do a running like, and I'd try to do like a Superman, like, and then fly onto the ground. But the thing would just stick right in and I'd fly right off it oh. face first, like face full of like grass and snow and whatever else, half cut up, half, you know, snow burnt. I was like, uh, I really, uh, I probably should have tested the ground first before I, you know, made an approach like that.
0: Have you ever gone um, ice skating?
2: Uh, one time, uh, wait no, a handful of times. The last time was back in '99, but I did it like one time when I was in the mid '80s, and I was so bad that I didn't attempt it again till like 1999. But uh, the second time I was actually okay at it because I was rollerblading at the time, and so I. But the first time. I was so bad. I was spent, and it was like, it's like, you get the pain of falling and the pain of the ice at the same time. I was like, ah! It, was, it sucks on all
0: fronts. I feel like I did, but it must have been really, really young, and it was at one of those mall uh, ice skating rinks. I've never done it like, on a pond. Now, here's the weird thing is, uh, I didn't realize it until I just started discussing this, is the reason I never got on a, a frozen pond is I was convinced that I would fall through. No matter how cold it was, no matter how thick it was, I was still convinced I was going to fall through and I was going to drown.
2: That yeah, takes some serious balls. I, I would never even attempt that. I mean, I've only done it on an ice, like a skating rink, like a hockey rink or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, there was never – it was really generally too warm in, uh, in our area for that. There weren't a lot of ponds in my neck of the woods anyway. Or, like, you know what I mean? But it really wasn't ever that cold where, like, you know, the river would freeze up. I'm, I do recall parts of, like, the Schuylkill River at certain – and people were, like, kind of skating close to the bank. But even that, it's like, I don't know, man. You're really, you're really playing, playing with fire or yeah. ice, I guess, whatever. Yeah. I can't think of proper, you know, analogy, but, you know.
0: I, well, so, I yeah. just think about, like, you know, uh, it seems like there's always kids playing hockey on it. And I'm like, nope, nope, not even – And I would play hockey like later in life, like on rollerblades, like street hockey. So it wasn't the rollerblade or the falling part that I was afraid of. It was clearly like, I don't, that's not how I want to die. If I fall through, I'm never coming out.
2: Yeah, I don't know what's worse, like the freezing to death or the freezing and drowning to death. I don't know what's going to happen first, but it's just an uncomfortable way. You're just like praying for hypothermia to like grab you so you can warm up, you know what I mean, for like an ounce of comfort before you finally die. Yeah. It's just... (laughs)
0: This. Oh, I'm numb. I Terrible. can't feel anything. Going blissfully to sleep. You know.
2: Yeah. And of course, when you drown, your lungs kind of explode.
0: Oh, That's yeah, a horrible way to go. Oh, yeah. It's one of the worst I can possibly imagine. Uh, the one thing that I, I do not miss whatsoever is when it was heavy snow and then you still had to go to school and you're like, I'm six. Do you realize how many blocks yeah. I'm walking in this thick snow? I'm never going to make it. I'll be You'll find me face first in the snow. And that's all there's got yeah, I mean,
2: to it. You have to freeze your ass at the bus stop, hopefully, oh. hoping the bus would, could make it on time. And he never did. He's always late. I mean, not the bus driver's spot. It's, it's a nightmare out there. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you're waiting for the bus to come. Like, come on. I just want, I don't even care that I have to go to school. I just want to go to the bus so I can warm up for like five minutes. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah. Like, is it, isn't it snowing bad enough while I could just not go to school today? It's like, you know, it just didn't quite make the cutoff point. It's like, it's snowing really bad, but not quite bad enough. have
0: for it to be a snow day you know i mean that borderline oh and if it was just kind of lightly snowy and then there's a little bit of ice mixed in there but you couldn't see the ice because the snow was on it and you're trying to walk to school and you're like clack clunk clunk and the whole way you're just like completely bruised you're limping into school what happened
2: can't, I feel like an ass. I can't tell so how many times I've laughed at my friends because you'd have your hands in your pockets, right? So you'd be bumbling up really tight, and you'd just be walking. And then they'd hit a snow patch, and they would hit the ground so fast and so hard because you can't put your hands out to support you because they're in your pockets. It was, I don't know, to this day I still think about it. Was like, it's so funny the way they just go from standing to falling like in warp speed.
0: <laughs> yeah, just, well, I, of you when, when like, you're a kid, it's funny because you usually can recuperate. When you get to our age, we're like, oh, shit, are you okay? Yeah. Do I need to take you to the emergency room?
2: Yeah, well, yeah, when you're a kid, you know, we're about busting the hip or something. But, of course, my friends would be so mad. And he's like, is that fucking funny, asshole? A little bit. You have to see it from where I'm standing. I <laughs> don't you know if you're funny from where you're at. But but feel free. When it happens to me, and it will happen in a few minutes, you're free to laugh at me as well.
0: So, you know. um, Epic Snowball War. Did you ever have any? Oh, shit, yeah. So you know we we would we you know
2: just, we were juvenile liquid like, dickheads. We would like definitely light light light, up, light each other up with snowballs, super packed. And then like, you know what'd be funny? Let's hit a car going 50 miles an hour. Oh my god! You know what I mean? And now as as a driver, knock on wood, that hasn't happened to me yet. But I'm just, I mean, it would be such karma for me to just him ringing at me like, you know what I mean? Standing the side of my door. We would guys would get out of their car and chase us down for, like, blocks, and they would finally give up. But I'm really surprised we didn't get, like, there wasn't a vehicular manside, them trying to, like, get, I'm sorry, vehicular manside, them trying to, like, run us over, because we them off by, you know. I can't even imagine, now I think about it, how jarring that is to be driving, listening to the radio all of a sudden, clunk, 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 get your car getting lit up with snowfalls. Yeah. So it's, like, it's kind of, like, you know...
0: I'm, I'm surprised we didn't cause accidents, you know, <laughs> just, like, just scared the shit out of... I never driving. did that, but... um. What I, what I loved was this massive snowball war. We had about 30 people, and then we kept adding to it as the day would go on. And it felt like it was hours on end, but I bet you it was only like 45 minutes. Because, you know, when you're cold and freezing or whatever, it just seems like everything takes longer. But we, we were on college campus, whatever, and there's, you know, of course, every campus has huge lawns or whatever and trees everywhere. So we just got this big group together and had a massive snowball war. And it all went wrong when one of us got hit in the head with one filled with a rock. And it was like, All right, I hold on. We got we got blood going it. and we gotta stop.
2: Uh, I mean you can pack them so hard that it's almost feels like getting hit by a rock. Then of course when it hits you, it you know, it explodes. But some of those are really hard to begin with. I mean I don't yeah. understand why you have to take it to that level. You
0: know? Well, and it's always miserable when there's a ton of snow but the snow's not wet, it's just dry and it will not pack. And uh, you're like, Well, that's a waste yeah. of a day.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah, my son was Some um, occasion. We get some snow, and we just so powdery. He's like, Well, come on, dad, make me a snowball. It's like, I can't. I would have to add water. And <laughs> it just, that just, you know, it's, it just takes the soul out of it. You know what I mean? If it doesn't happen organically. It's just...
0: Right. Um, did you ever build a snow fort? Yep,
2: yeah. We, uh, we'd snow fort, snowman. And then, of course, the snow forts would protect us from, like, the barrage of snowballs, and we'd have a, a, a snow war. And we would, sometimes we'd make these elaborate ones with, like, tunnels and, like, yeah. uh, you know, back back when we got, like, the heavy, heavy snows, we'd have, like, tunnel underneath and have, like, a little, you know, lookout, lookout part. It was pretty pretty cool, then, you know,
0: eventually. You I, know. Can, I can I never go in the tunnels because I've always been claustrophobic, and I was afraid there was, like, collapse on me or I'd get stuck in there or something like that. But, yeah, I just, spending hours on end just building this massive fort, and then you come out the next day, like, son of a bitch, it's all gone. It melted. Like, your snowman's just kind of, like, droopy to the side. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's the worst. You put in so much effort, and it's like ah. Oh, the very next day, it's ah like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, I, like what were you thinking? How long do you think we think it was going to last? Anyway, but still, yeah. It's like ah. Oh, I really wish I got look like, another day out of it.
0: Well, where I lived in Indiana, we lived by. Uh, well, for a chunk of my childhood, I lived in Fort Wayne, where it was the Three River City. So, if the snow melted fast, you you had this massive flood because the rivers would overflow, go into the city. I mean, just everywhere. And um, I don't know if you ever suffered that, but you're just like. Every year, you think they'd be prepared. Like it happens two or three times a year. Where this, like, all the snow melted overnight, and now we are completely drowning, <laughs> right now.
2: I guess, like, even if you're prepared for, I guess there's really no way, place to divert the overflow, even with the drains. And, you know what I mean? It's just, it depends. This is just too much, too much for the system to handle.
0: Yeah, I remember when I remember- it, it melted immediately, and it, it had snowed late in the year. I think it was like. I think it was like the last week of March or something, it it had uh, flooded the entire campus. And then it started raining, like crazy level of rain. So the entire campus is flooded. And we had like, there weren't roads, but they were kind of like, um, what do you call the roads where they're smaller? And it's only usually meant for vehicles that are working on campus, not through traffic.
2: Oh, uh, those like utility uh, roads road. or whatever? Yeah. Maintenance I, roads? Yeah, there you go.
0: Yeah, I mean it wasn't really a sidewalk, but it was like that. So you would have like a dorm here in the lawn, and then it would come down into that little maintenance road, and then it would back up to a lawn and another dorm, and it was completely flooded. And people are swimming in it, and I'm like, uh, "That is sewage backing up. You're you're yeah. floating in. Ooh. You're gonna need <laughs> shots after this. What are you doing?" And everybody was doing it, and I'm like, "You guys are all morons." I wonder how many people ended up getting like hepatitis after that. <laughs>
2: Uh, it's weird it's weird the way like some some areas handle salt. Like I remember um uh like when I lived in Portland we had a really bad snow. Um you know like that play area was shut down and everything. But they didn't use salt for their um I guess maybe where you live too in Salem. They don't use salt for the uh to, to uh for, to evaporate the snow on the um on the uh, on the, the, the streets, uh or the roads and whatnot. They use that kind of like black gravel.
0: I guess maybe the well, they still sense. do
2: it. They yeah. the, back so, I mean, it's more eco-friendly, especially for the wildlife. However, once that snow melts, that shit pits up your windshield like nobody's business. It, it, so you really, they can only get, remove it from the road so quickly.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then, but like my, um, my car's windshield was so pitted up with those little divots. And, like, you know, and I wasn't prepared for it. You know, So you really have to give yourself enough space behind another car while that's going on. And just be careful when you're not driving so fast because those things will just come up and just wreak havoc on your car. That being my first year in Oregon, I had no idea that, you know, I was like, why are you guys using salt, you know? But.
0: <laughs> well, it's Portland. I'm surprised <laughs> it's not artisanal, like, salted caramel drops. <laughs> These <laughs> well, are handmade, you know, and we've dropped them all over <laughs> the road.
2: I guess, the, I guess it, like, it mess with the ground, messes with the groundwater and with vegetation. And,
0: oh, okay.
2: That makes all, sense. There's a reason. Yeah, it's it's a green. Green friendly states. That makes sense. Here, here they don't totally don't give a shit. They'll just they'll brine the streets the night before like an assault <laughs> solution. They'll they'll salt it afterwards. They don't care what
0: they kill. All right. I think we kind of hit the end of this subject. Anything else you want to say before we go? No,
2: that's uh pretty much pretty much it. He's like uh, I, I I know like uh snow are are what they, what they once once were, but I'm you know but I'm uh, pretty sure kids taking in the same high uh, modern tradition of like sledding, cocoa drinking. Uh, general, uh, general good times.
0: All right, everybody. Check us out on Facebook under Retro Rocket Entertainment. We're changing the format a little bit for the next year. Uh, we're going to pick... Now, I don't know if you want to do this because I started thinking about this. We were going to start at the year you were born and talk about stuff that was significant to that year up until like our my last year of college. But I was like, wait, if the point of the show is discussing middle school through high school and college... We probably shouldn't start in 75. We should probably start when you started middle school because that's when you really start knowing what's going on in the media world. So we could do that instead. That's cool. Yeah,
2: I think it was 88 maybe, 87, 88 is when I remember starting middle school.
0: Okay. We'll, well, we'll think about it, but that's kind of what we're going to do. We're going to talk about significant things in our uh, like uh, social world and also the media world and, uh, that were significant to our like burgeoning years of – you know our teenage years basically through our college years. That'll probably be the next year's worth of episodes. Cool.
2: All
0: right, That's everybody. Have plan, a good... What's that? Huh? <laughs> that sounds like a plan, Stan. Okay. All right, everybody. <laughs> have a good night. And well, that was not an intentional. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> there we go. Everybody have a good night. Each other, everybody. Good night.